Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Virtual Pitching Academy podcast. I'm your host, James Barragon, or Coach James, and I'm the founder of virtualpitchingacademy.com, which is an online resource for pitchers of all ages and skill levels to help you train for every pitch. And so um, this podcast is dedicated to all things pitching. And over the last few weeks, we've been covering uh, just a few things that I wish that I would have knew, have known back when I was playing, back when I was in college or even before that, when I was in high school um, and, and a young ball player before that even. And, and so we're going to continue that series today as we talk a little bit about, you know, arm soreness is what I want to talk about today. Arm soreness and the idea that arm soreness is normal. I know so many people that, that so many guys that come into my gym and, and they think that, you know, throwing with soreness is just normal. It's just the way that it's supposed to be. And so they just kind of deal with it. They grit their teeth and then they try to cover it up. They try to cover up their arm pain with, um, you know, a number of different uh, methods. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. But before I jump into that, I have some other thoughts that I want to uh, talk about. And it has to do with uh, playoff baseball and how uh, watching baseball, watching the best in the world play this game, uh, especially on a, on a high stage like the playoffs, like the World Series, it's so important for our training. So if you're a parent watching this and you like watching the World Series, but your kid doesn't like watching the World Series or playoff baseball, then you need to get them off their, off their PlayStation, off their Xbox, out, out of the video games, get them on the couch, help them to focus and watch the game because... Um, because playoff baseball and professional baseball in general is is one of the easiest ways to learn how to be a good ball player. It's one of the easiest ways to learn how do I how should I respond in high pressure situations. So if even if you don't have a team that's in the race right now, I would highly recommend watching the games and watch it intently. Watch it with with purpose. Watch it with a reason. Um, and, and, and don't just sit there and, you know, scroll on your phone the whole time, but really pay attention to what's going on. One of the things that I like to do when I watch, um, baseball and I'm a Red Sox fan. I don't have a team in the race right now. Uh, I don't have a team in the world series, unfortunately, but I love watching the pitchers. And one of the things that I do while I'm watching in order to get the most out of the game is I'll, I will, uh, be analyzing their mechanics, you know, their, the pitchers on the mound. I'll, I'll try to see, okay, why is this guy throwing? you know, 96 to 98 versus the other guy who's throwing, you know, 88 to 92. Why is this guy throwing um, sinkers the way he does? And why is the other guy throwing, you know, loopy curveballs and, and is more of like a crafty lefty type type pitcher? So I'm, I'm watching these things and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how does he move his body versus the other guy? How does he get momentum in his delivery versus the other guy? Another thing that I'm trying to do is I, I actually will try to predict um, what, pitchers will be throwing to the hitters that they're facing so I'm looking at the stances I'm looking at the stats I'm looking at you know everything around and I'm and the and and even the situation on the bases you know runners on first and second runners on second and third runners on first and third nobody on you know how are you gonna how would I pitch this guy and so then I'll try to predict you know how is how is Smiley gonna throw against you know you know the guy that he's facing whoever it is and and so um those are things that I'm doing to try and stay engaged in the game. And as I'm, as I'm watching intently and as I'm trying to predict what's going on and I'm analyzing, I'm actually learning a lot from them. I'm learning how they, what they're thinking as I watch the game unravel. I'm also looking for, you know, uh, especially in the World Series, this World Series is really unique. 
because guys are being called on to do things that they haven't really done. Um, they haven't really been trained super intently for, uh, but they're having to rise to the occasion. Um, thinking about the bullpens for both teams, the Astros and the Braves, their starting pitching has kind of been depleted. They really don't have that many starting pitchers left. Um, you know, guys are getting hurt. Guys are, you know, they're getting hit around in the first inning, and so the the bullpen needs to be needs to come in, and they need to step up, and and they need to they need to help the team get from you know this game to the next one. So they're doing things that they wouldn't normally do. They're, um, you know, they're 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 going for three innings at a time instead of just one or instead of just a few batters. And so, how do how do they how do they adjust these situations? Yesterday, I was listening to. Uh, John Smoltz, as he was commenting on, on, on the game, and he was just saying, you know, it's such a different game when you get to the postseason because the fans are way louder. They're way more into it. Um, you know, the uh, your, your adrenaline's pumping more than it normally is. And so, uh, you know, you have to figure out how to breathe. You have to figure out how to get your mindset right so that, that way you can, <clears throat> that way you can uh, perform at a high level. He said that um, there'd be times where you go out there and, and, uh, you know, normally he had no, no, no problem hitting the zone, but then, you know, the crowd is amping you up so much that now everything's coming out high. So he had to figure out a way to get himself back down in the zone. So I'm, you got to watch these guys and see how they <clears throat> adjust to these situations. I mean, there's some, there's some rookies that are out there that, um, have never been in a situation like this. They've never been in a high pressure situation like this and they're being called on to perform. And if they don't, then their team loses. And, um, and so it's been really interesting to see. I mean, even from the hitting perspective, you know, you watch a guy, you watch a team go up <clears throat> uh, 4-0 in the first inning after a grand slam. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? You have to watch the way that they respond, and you can learn from that. The 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 Astros last night in last night's game, um, they 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 never felt like they were out of it. They just kept clawing back in the game, to keep punching back, and then they ended up winning, right? And so. <clears throat> that teaches us a lot mentally. It teaches us a lot about the game of baseball. Um, I think there's too often, uh, too, there's, it's too common for young guys to have just kind of like a baseball illiteracy, where they don't they don't have baseball sense. They don't have, you know, baseball common sense. They 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 watch a game or they play a game and they're just doing what the coaches tell them, but they don't understand the reasons why. They don't have baseball instincts, and I think that's really common because guys are not watching baseball enough. They're not watching professional baseball um, enough. They're they're too busy playing video games. They're too busy doing other things. They just want to show up to practice and show up to the games and play, but they don't want to learn from those that are the best in the world doing it. So anyway, that's my plug. Like that, I would say you know it's not too late. There's still some games left. <clears throat> well, at least one left, right tomorrow. So, I mean, sit your kid down. Sit down in front of the TV. And, and take some notes, watch the game, try to figure out what's going on um, and, and, and try to learn from the guys that you're watching. Even if you don't have a team in the race, pick a couple of good players. There's a, really, a lot of really good players on, on, that are playing right now in the World Series. Pick a couple of good players, watch them, see how they react, see how they pitch, see how they move, see how they, they use their body. Um, so anyway, something I've been thinking about and um, there's a ton to learn. I think I'm going to end up doing another episode where I talk about some of the things that I've been learning from these guys over the last several weeks as I've been watching playoff baseball and uh and then I'll do a whole episode on that also probably after this series so <clears throat> let's jump into what we're talking about today 
um, which is the idea of arm soreness. So what, are the, what is one thing that I wish that I knew back when I was playing? And I, and I would say this. I, I wish that I knew <clears throat> that arm, arm soreness in my shoulder and in my elbow particularly are not supposed to be normal. It's not supposed to be normal. Okay. I remember back in, I remember back in the day, back in college <clears throat> and I would always get sore, you know, right back in here. Um, I, my bicep would always be sore, like right up in here, um, right up where my, my bicep connects with my shoulder. I would be sore in the rotator cuff. I would be sore, you know, above my elbow. It wasn't really ever sore underneath. Um, but I would be sore above my elbow and I would get dead arm a lot. <clears throat> and I honestly just thought this is, this is just what comes with the territory. This is just what comes with being a pitcher. You're throwing hard. You know, I was throwing in the low 90s. And it's like, okay, this is what happens. Guys that throw hard get sore. And that's kind of the way that a lot of us thought um, in college. And, and but, so, but in the last several years, a lot more information has come out. A lot more information has come out where we can learn about how the body's supposed to work and how we can mitigate this soreness. Back in the day, here's, here was the answer. If you're sore, here's what you got to do. You got to... You know, ice up right after you throw, right? Ice up right after you throw um, for 20 minutes. <clears throat> you got to do some uh, some stim as well, some stimulation. So that you put those little, um, I don't even know what they're called, those electrode pad things on your on your elbow, on your shoulder. And it stimulates the muscles, get some blood flow going, get the, get the lactic acid out, get the good blood flow going. Um, I don't even know how those things work. I probably should look that up. But but that's, that's what you would do. You would ice, you would stim. Um, the next day. You go, you go and run. And we talked about conditioning last time, but you go and run and then you get done with your run. You go into the trainer, you ice and you stim, right? And, and before I was in college, it was just ice because we didn't have a stim machine. So ice, 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 ice. And hopefully after a few days, the soreness subsides. And then, um, if it's not yet, then you take pop a couple Advil and you go out there and throw, um, a few days later. Right. So that's the way that we would do it. And actually, uh, I, m- I remember even guys in college, they would, <laughs> they were so sore the whole week that they would actually go um, several days without throwing at all. There was one guy that I, that, I, that I played with who would literally only throw on his throwing day, on his pitching day, on his start day, <clears throat> because he, was, he didn't want his arm to hurt. So he'd, his arm would finally stop hurting on day six, he would throw on day seven, like that's that's insane. That's totally insane. And so, um, and that it's not a knock against him. It's not a knock against against any of us at the time. We didn't know any better. So here's what ice does in those situations. Ice doesn't actually deal with the main issue. A- ice doesn't actually fix your problem. Ice just numbs it. Ice just hides it. Right. <clears throat> it makes you feel like your like your pain is subsiding, but it's not going to actually fix the reason why you have the pain. And so <clears throat> same with the stim. So it might help you recover. It might, it might, you know, mitigate the soreness for, for the short term, but over the long term, your body's still going to be taking a toll because here's the thing. The reason why you get sore in your shoulder and in your elbow in these places, your joints is because your body's not moving the proper way. And if it's not moving the proper way, it's because you haven't trained yourself to move properly or your body's not strong enough or doesn't have the mobility to move properly. So, so what does that mean? If you want to really fix your arm pain, then you need to fix your mechanics. And if you fix in order to fix your mechanics, that might mean 
you know, you need to build some strength. I mean, I mean, you need to build some mobility, some flexibility going through your joints, going through your, going through your legs. And if you can't do those things, then you're going to continue to be putting pressure in the wrong places at the wrong time. It's going to create soreness in the elbow and the shoulder. So <clears throat> I don't really, I'm not a big fan of saying just throw ice on it and it'll get better. It's not true. Ice just masks the problem. It doesn't actually solve anything. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a shortcut to things, right? And it's the same thing with, <clears throat> with, uh, with this overuse thing, right? We're gonna talk about throwing overuse and all that stuff too. Like, yeah, throwing a lot with bad mechanics is gonna hurt you. It's gonna speed up the process. But the number one thing, the number one thing to fix is not the pitch count. The number one thing to fix is your mechanics. It's not the pitch count's fault necessarily. Right now, I do think there's a lot of caution that we need to use. I think there's a way that we need to build up pitch count and 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 use it properly. But it's not it's not the end all be all. It's not the solution to all your problems. It's not everything. Like I I hear people talk about it like it's as long as you have the magic pitch count, then then things are gonna be perfect. Like you're never gonna get hurt, and that's not true. Okay, we've had pitch counts for a long time, and people are still getting hurt. Okay, so there's there's a lot more nuance, a lot more um, to the to the issues, a lot more to the problem. And so one of the things that I wish I knew was that soreness is not supposed to be normal, that you can actually mitigate it with, with better mechanics. And, and in order to get those better mechanics, that might mean you need to work on mobility, flexibility, definitely need to pattern your body to, to move the right way. And if you do that, then, then that'll, that'll help with soreness drastically. That'll help with soreness drastically, especially when your shoulder and your elbow. You're going to get sore, you know, maybe through your, your, your tricep and your lat. Because that you're using your body to exert force, but but you don't want you don't want excessive soreness. I mean, I don't I don't want any soreness in my shoulder and my elbow. That tells me I'm doing something wrong. So <clears throat> anyway, um, that's one of the things that I that I that I like to help people with through Virtual Pitching Academy. Um, I'm excited for what we're doing right now. Uh, VPA has over 140 resources in in the website right now that you can access immediately. Um, free monthly. Uh, virtual pitch for free monthly uh, pitch analysis for members ace members um, steeply discounted pitch analysis for um, for bullpen members and <clears throat> and then I give you a training plan of basically what drills you need to work on in order to fill up your mechanical weaknesses help with arm pain help you throw harder help you throw healthier all those all that jazz so anyway if you're interested in that <clears throat> which I think you should be especially right now getting into the off season then look up virtualpitchingacademy.com and um, would love to connect with you, love to <clears throat> love to help you in your career or your kid's career or your, or your player's career if you're a coach. Um, but yeah, that's what I have for today. That's what we have on this episode. I'm going to continue this series next week and um, looking forward to the next episode. You can subscribe. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, um, You know whether it's Google or Apple or wherever it is. And uh, let me know your thoughts. Let me know other topics that you'd like for me to talk about. And um, I'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks. Yeah, everybody want to be heard. Everybody want to be seen. Everybody want to be known.